In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings, with two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me! I cried. I am ruined. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips, your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, Here am I send me. Isaiah 6 1-8, NIV. Uzziah was a king of Judah who reigned for fifty-two years. For most of his rule, he followed God faithfully. Under Uzziah the Jews had enjoyed the best political stability, economic security, and consistent worship of God since the days of King Solomon, hundreds of years before. Yet, if one were to look below the surface of Judah, it was also a time of spiritual complacency, apathy in worship, taking prosperity for granted, and self-centered, often oppressing others. The nation needed a fresh experience of God, and it came through the prophet Isaiah. The essence of worship is a recognition and celebration of the triune God. Worship is a relational rhythm between God and humanity in which God's self-reveals and people respond. Worship is an experience of seeing and hearing divine revelation, repenting from wayward actions, and renewing missional service. Worshiping the triune God ideally happens every day. It's a lifestyle, not the result of one cleverly planned hour on Sunday. The people of Isaiah's day were going through the ritual motions of worship without having their hearts in it. Worship was a kind of rabbit's foot for them in which, if they had regular attendance within the temple, they believed they could do whatever they wanted with their lives outside the temple. As a result, the people did not see or hear God in their worship. Authentic worship of God does not have to do with the environment, the fellowship, or the music. True worship of the triune God is a heart desire to see and hear God. If worship does not happen in the sanctuary, that is because worship fails to occur daily life. Real worship is a life-changing encounter with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It experiences God's revelation and changes our view of Him. Bona fide worship leads to repentance and changes our view of self. True worship brings spiritual renewal and changes our view of mission and service. Revelation, worship changes our view of God. Isaiah saw a vision of God in the majestic divine throne room. It was a grand and transcendent vision of a God who dominates the entire setting. The train of God's robe filled the temple. This is Isaiah's way of saying the vision was incredibly large. If the train of his robe fills up the temple, then God is an immense being. Gaining a vision of God's hugeness is what causes our human problems to be seen as small. One time the Assyrian king Sennacherib invaded the land and approached Jerusalem during the reign of Uzziah's great-grandson, Hezekiah. The Assyrians were the dreaded horde of the ancient world, and it seemed no one could withstand them. So, the people prayed. King Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah son of Amos cried out in prayer to heaven about this. And the Lord sent an angel, who annihilated all the fighting men and the commanders and officers in the camp of the Assyrian king. So, the Lord saved Hezekiah and the people of Jerusalem from the hand of Sennacherib king of Assyria and from the hand of all others. God took care of them on every side. 2 Chronicles 32 20-22, NIV. Isaiah's vision included seraphs, angels with the job description to glorify God with ceaseless praise. 
Their physical description symbolizes their function, covering their face symbolizes humility in God's presence, covering their feet identifies it as holy ground, and flying symbolizes their work to do God's will. The seraphs have two-thirds wing power for worship, and one-third wing power for work. If this is any indication how God's creatures are to conduct their lives, we as humans have a great deal of adjusting to do to accommodate the worship of God. The sound of worship that came from the seraphs was proclaiming God's holiness. Isaiah's view of God changed as a result. As he saw God's glory, Isaiah saw God as much bigger than he had before. For example, European visitors who come to the United States sometimes have no frame of reference as to how spacious the geography of our country is. Some have a notion they can make day trips to places like San Francisco, Houston, or New York City because where they live is much more geographically compact. But once they get here, they experience the land in all its glory, and they gain an appreciation for the bigness of America. We all need to experience God's glory and see God's holiness because it will cause us to reap in of old ways of seeing. Repentance, worship changes our view of self. Isaiah was reduced to nothing after seeing a vision of the holy God. Humans cannot see God's glory without also seeing their sinful selves. Isaiah's response to God was not praise, but confession. Show me a proud, self-centered, and arrogant person and I will show you a person who has not seen God. Isaiah was unable to cleanse his own sin. Isaiah needed God to purge and purify his uncleanness. The New Testament says, If we live in the light in the same way as he is in the light, we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from every sin. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from everything we've done wrong. 1 John 1 7, 9, Seb. Seeing God completely unravels us, for we see our depravity for what it truly is. When the Apostle Peter saw the Lord's immensity and power through a miraculous catch of fish he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. Luke 5 8. When the Apostle John had a vision of Christ's glory, and heard His voice, he fell at the Lord's feet as though dead. Revelation 1 12-17 When the prophet Ezekiel had a vision of God and saw the appearance of God's glory, he fell face down. Ezekiel 1 25-28 Even Daniel, perhaps the most righteous prophet of all time, when seeing a vision of God's glory, fell prostrate with his face to the ground, totally overwhelmed with God's holiness and his own human sinfulness. Daniel 8 15-18 There is wickedness and indifference in the world. People do not see God's glory and holiness. Because, if they did, they would be totally undone and see the foulness and degradation of hate and injustice. They would turn from apathetic and complacent ways of living. The world and the church need a vision of a holy God that comes from meeting with God. Isaiah saw the Lord. And because he repented, he was then able to hear the voice of God. Renewal, worship changes our view of service. God is calling us. God's voice has gone out. If we do not hear it, it's because we have not experienced God's self-revealing and have not responded with repentance. Apart from worship, we are unable to hear God. While Isaiah was worshipping God, he saw, responded and heard the Lord. The early church heard the voice of God to service and mission. The church at Antioch had several prophets and teachers. While they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit told them, Appoint Barnabas and Saul to do the work for which I have chosen them. Everyone prayed and fasted for a while longer. Next, they placed their hands on Barnabas and Saul to show that they had been appointed to do this work. Then everyone sent them on their way. Acts 13one 3 Sev. Isaiah was willing. He didn't ask any clarifying questions. He neither inquired what the mission would be nor questioned God as to the plan. Isaiah plainly said, Here I am, send me. It was an unconditional response to hearing God. 
Isaiah made no deals with God, did not try and negotiate terms of service. Isaiah simply told God he was willing to be sent. Many people fill their lives with stuff and activity. And they are unable to hear the voice of God. There's just too much noise drowning out God. We have uncritically, without any discernment through prayer and worship, filled our lives to overflowing with never-ending things to do. And we have even sanctified it and called it holy, as if God's will for us is to be constantly on the go. Someday, we must give an account of our lives. God will ask why we did not take a risk, get involved, and go out into the world with a deep sense of mission. Too many people will say, I never heard the call. Yet, God was calling. Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Says the Triune God. Conclusion God's glory was revealed to Isaiah. Isaiah responded to that vision with confession and repentance. This brought a renewed sense of mission to his life. Isaiah was then able to hear God's voice calling him to service. It is not our ability God cares about. Because God can equip anybody for any type of work. Instead, it is our availability God cares about. We need to put ourselves in a position to see and hear God. The obstacles to visioning God's glory and hearing God's voice are legion, inattention to God's Word and God's creation, no mindfulness to the Holy Spirit, intense, constant, and prolonged preoccupations, lack of availability to the ways of Jesus, little sleep, unhealthy habits, a dull spiritual sense, lack of personal and divine awareness, a paucity of spiritual practices and disciplines, and a failure to be able to experience a vision of God. God has graciously revealed Himself to us as Father, Son, and Spirit. The Trinity is not so much a doctrine to believe as it is a powerful reality to live into. If we see and hear God today it will cause us to repent and be renewed in mission and service. Above Painting of the Prophet Isaiah by Mark Chagall, 1968